Sports Media Association, Montana Sportscaster of the Year, and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show, the best local and statewide sports coverage, featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famer, Mike Van Deese, joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Welcome and happy Wednesday, the Jason Walker Show. We are presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle. It is your choice where you have a repair. Choose Capital Collision Center as we try to move our wires around us. And, uh, man, we talked about it before, but when I got into my vehicle, uh, my vehicle got into a wreck um, July 2nd, 2020. Capital Collision Center had it done. Looks like it just came off the lot. Get into Capital Collision Center today, if you so choose. Or need to, I guess, is the right phrasing. Uh, coming up today... We are going to talk to Lance Hartzler, the uh, great sports reporter over at the Missoulian, 406mtsports.com. Get a Grizzly uh, basketball update. Also, uh, we're going to talk about some uh, Bobcat sports as well, you and I, NAI rankings, and a whole lot more coming up. We have state tournaments starting tomorrow. Wrestling gets underway tomorrow at Metro Park. We will not be here tomorrow. We will be doing basketball uh, down in Bozeman, the uh, Bozeman Hawks, Gallatin Raptors, Boys and Girls doubleheader. So that will be on SWX Montana, so no show here tomorrow, but uh, lots of fun anyway. You can watch us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen on Podbean, Network One Sports, TreasureStateRadio.com, and more. And uh, our phone number is always 406-209-1267. Our Twitter handle, at jwalkersports, email jason at jasonwalkershow.com. All right, opening segment brought to you by Montana Custom Log Homes, the premier log home company in the industry, veteran-owned, woman-owned, family-owned, and operated, milled, handcrafted, and timber-framed the three major divisions, 15-plus floor plans, and uh, they will craft your home to last for generations. Check out Montana Custom Log Homes at yourcustomlog.com. Okay, so um, Troy Anderson continues just to make news. (laughs) Uh, killed it last week in preparation for the Senior Bowl. He killed it at the Senior Bowl, and now he's one of 324 players that has been invited to uh, next month's NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. It's the uh, top showcase for NFL draft prospects for physical, mental testing, and it'll be March uh, 1st through the 7th. Uh, It's the uh, first Bobcat Anderson is to receive a combine invite, uh, invite since t- tight end Bo Sandlin back in 2016. He was the last selected in the NFL draft. Uh, Anderson is going to be drafted. It's just a matter of second, third, or fourth round, basically. Um, there's, according to ESPN, uh, Anderson is the 81 best, 81st best player in the draft player rankings. And he's he's definitely looks like he's going to be a, a hundred top one hundred pick. Uh, Todd McShay, ESPN has him at number eight in his inside linebacker rankings. He doesn't expect him to fall past the third round. Mel Kiper Jr. 
draft expert said that Anderson could go in the second round is possible. Now, the Bobcats have only had one guy selected in the first round, Bill Kohler, back in the um, 70s, but um, he had a pretty good career. So, uh, let's see here. Anderson's best 40 is a 4.5, which has uh, been sixth at last year's combine, and that could definitely get him up into the uh, the draft boards even higher. He had the second fastest time in the 100-meter dash when he was in high school. And that still would have been second in each of the past two track and field uh, seasons. So that's how fast he is. And his, I mean, if you've seen Troy Anderson play, you know. His his side-to-side movement, I mean, he's just a great player. But his his lateral movement is amazing. So I expect Troy to, to, to show well at the combine and then get get drafted. Uh, Idaho's defensive lineman Noah Ellis, Southern Utah's offensive lineman Braxton Jones will be uh, also at the combine. The last, Dante Olson, who went undrafted and was a little bit with the uh, Eagles practice squad, was with the CFL Edmonton Elks last year. He retired um, last summer. So good luck to Troy. That's uh, going to be cool. Uh, Billings Mustangs have a new manager, long-time Coach and manager in the major leagues, Jim Riggleman, taking over in Billings. Um, I don't want to say he's fallen, but, I mean, he's gone from managing five different major league baseball teams to now working as the manager of a Pioneer League team that has no connections to the majors. Remember, the Pioneer League is an independent league. He's uh, been with the Reds. Nationals, Mariners, Cubs, and Padres as a manager. He's also been to Cleveland as a coach, uh, St. Louis, L.A. And uh, I mean, it's great. Look, it's great to have him there. He's going to be a. He's going to do a heck of a job. He's. It's a great hire for Billings. I mean, somebody with that experience, no doubt, is going to uh, is do, going to do well uh, in the Magic City with the Mustangs. So that'll be pretty cool. Uh, let's see. What else did we get to uh, see? Okay, NAI rankings came out. And we'll start with the men, where the Frontier still has two teams and only two teams ranked. Number one is uh, still William Penn out of Iowa. Loyola, Louisiana, number two. Indiana Wesleyan, three. William Jessup, four. Talladega out of Alabama is five. William Jessup out of California. And then uh, in 11th, moving up one spot, Carroll, 23-3 and three on the year. And uh, at number 14, moving up six spots, 22-5 and five Montana Tech. So Thursday night at the PE Center in Helena, it's a top 15 showdown. Winner pretty much guarantees themselves the Frontier Conference title and the number one seed, in the playoffs, they're both going to have the first round bye. Nobody can catch the Saints or the Or Diggers, so they'll have the first round off of the Frontier Conference playoffs. But Frontier Conference uh, number one seed, number two seed could be uh, come down to tomorrow night, and it will come down to tomorrow night. Each has won one game against the other. Carroll's won at home. Tech pounded the Saints a couple of weeks ago down in uh, in Butte. So tomorrow night, Carroll College Peace Center is going to be a good one as Montana Tech and Carroll College battle on the men's side. 
On the women's side, you've got Southeastern Florida at number one, Thomas Moore, Kentucky, number two, Westmont, California, three, Marion, Indiana, four, and Campbellsville, Kentucky is five. Staying steady at number seven, the Carroll College women, 21 and five overall. And then moving up three to number 15 is Rocky, and dropping three to number 19 is Providence. So, because Carroll beat Providence, as did Rocky, uh, last week. So, is that, or two weeks, in, in the last two weeks, right? Yeah. So, it's going to come down to those three. Rocky continues to lead the frontier by a game over the Saints and the Argos. It's uh, it's going to be a final couple, uh, fun couple of weeks of the regular season. In fact, I think there's only the four games left, right, in the regular season. Championships are... I believe, February 28th and March 1st. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. We're coming to the end of the basketball season, believe it or not. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, what else did we see that we wanted to hit on before? Uh, Jake Sanderson out of Whitefish is going to uh, ex- be expected to arrive in Beijing late Thursday or early Friday. Uh, been stuck in L.A. but cleared COVID protocol, so now he can go play with his U.S. Olympic hockey team. So there is that. Um, I think that's about it for uh, the big news out of the day. Because Oh, and did you see last night, though? There was the big basketball game. As number four, Lame Deer, got past number one, Lodgegrass, and it had nothing to do with either player. Jerry Highwalker picked the pocket of Damon Grovant and scored with 1.8 seconds left to knock off the Indians. It was 73-all. Grovant looking for the last shot. Highwalker stole it, got the layup. And... So there you go. It's basically it was it was just wild, and uh, Lame Deer knocks off Lodgegrass, snapping a twenty-game win streak for the Indians. It'll be a fun one. It'll be a fun tournament in Class B. There's no question. Journey Emerson had twenty-six, but just scored four in the second half. Uh, let's see, Grovant had twenty-seven. In, uh, in that matchup. So, all right, let's see here. MSUB Golf is down in Houston right now. Caleb Trost, Riley Lawrence playing in the Houston Classic, hosted by Southern Nazarene. Jackets finished the final round with a team score of 307, went 929 for the three round tournament. Uh, Caleb Trost, the 24th. Overall, and Riley Lawrence finished uh, 41st. So, yes, it's golf season as well. <laughs> We're still talking basketball. We're still talking wrestling, swimming, but it's also golf season. Let's not forget that. And some uh, schools open up spring practice, like spring football, next week. How about that? All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. When we return, we're going to check in with Grizzly Hoops. 
Grizz men stumbled a little bit last week. And the Grizz women picking up a big win, um, helping out Montana State in the process. And there's an update on COVID. Yep. So we'll talk to Lance Hartzler from 406mtsports.com, great sports reporter over there with the Missoulian. He'll join us next and talk about uh, the Grizz and the Big Sky. The opening segment of the Jason Walker Show, presented by Montana Custom Log Homes, the premier log company, uh, home company in the industry. 50-plus years experience. They'll build you a home crafted the last for generations. Check them out at yourcustomlog.com. Lance Hartzler coming up next. Jason Walker Show brought to you by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Strength, beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality. Because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations. Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner. So now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out on Facebook. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Starlight savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find starlight savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find starlight savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Jason Walker Show. Jason Walker Show. Happy Wednesday. Remember, no show tomorrow. We'll be down in Bozeman broadcasting on SWX Montana as we get uh, the Bozeman Gallatin boys and girls doubleheader. Looking forward to that boys game a lot. And uh, the girls game should be fun. Two teams a little struggling, uh, but should be a fun game nonetheless. And we'll get to see some great basketball on uh, 
All four teams. So that'll be tomorrow night. I think 5:45 for our first game. For the boys and then the girls after that. And we get to call it with our good friend Alex Eshelman. Finally, like we've been waiting two years to call a game with Alex, and we get to do it tomorrow. So looking forward to it. Got on to stay in history. Much more still to come. But uh, it is time to welcome in uh, uh, where Nor- Alex normally would be, but she's busy today. But uh, So instead of talking Bobcats in this time slot, we're going to be talking Grizz in this time slot, Missoulian.com, uh, 406MTSports.com. You can check out his great uh, work there. Lance Hartzler joining us from the Garden City. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you today? I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Um, I, I was thinking, I was did my opening segment today, the, the, I sometimes call it the walk and talk which is weird, but um, but my last name is Walker, and I'm talking, so it kind of makes sense, right? Anyway, right. <laughs> enough of that. But I was thinking, we're still talking about state wrestling starting tomorrow. Uh, so we'll be done with wrestling after Saturday night. State swimming is uh, coming up, I think, this weekend, too. We've got basketball tournaments starting from the high school level, going up to, obviously, college, March Madness, just around the corner. And now we're talking golf. MSUB golf was down in Houston. So... Does it ever end? I mean, which is good for us, but it's like it's let's it, just do one season at a time, right? Oh no, man, it never ends. I mean, give it like <laughs> what another month for me talking about track and field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and softball and yeah, softball. Legion baseball is right around the corner, <laughs> of course. I think Pioneer as League. Soon as next year, we're gonna get high school baseball. Yes, that's that's all right. Is that a, is that a done deal in the spring, or are they gonna do it anytime uh, before that? I actually do not know when they're gonna. Uh, I should probably learn that. <laughs> we should all figure that. I'm guessing spring, but, um, you know, you do the Legion season and then you come out, but then you lose football guys. I don't know. I think it's going to be spring. Anyway, let's talk hoops. Grizz stumbling last week on the road, losing to Weber and then losing to Portland State or Idaho State, rather, for the first time in 13 years. Um, they got it turned around Monday, but what happened last week, Lance? Well, I guess we'll start with the Weaver State game last Thursday. <laughs> that was a close game. I mean, it came down to five points. Honestly, I think the Grizz had the game at some point in the late, in the late second half. I thought they were going to win it. And then Dylan Jones, Weaver State, 6'6", 240-pound point forward, all kind of every position guy who leads the league in rebounding, decides to kind of take over. And Weaver State was able to get on a run. They got some calls to go their way. In a game like that, the small things make the difference. And unfortunately, Montana just came out with a loss, even though in reality, they can't really be upset with that performance. That was a good game. I mean, the first game in Missoula that I covered came down to Lamel Martin's buzzer beater. But then you get Saturday where kind of the exact opposite happens, right? You lose by 23 points to who is arguably one of the, if not the worst team that they scan in those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you see that and you, you know, you see that on Twitter. I was watching it down in Utah because I was doing ski joring, but you, you look at it coming across, you're like, wait, is it, wait, what, what am I looking at here? Uh, but yeah, Idaho state getting the, getting that big win and man, oh man, it just doesn't seem, seem grizzly esque if you know what I'm saying. I think it really was one of those games that every college basketball team is going to get into, right? You go into it after an emotional, high-stakes road loss, and then you're just not necessarily, I don't want to say not ready, but you just come out flat. You get punched in the mouth early. I mean, Idaho State, I think, hit eight of their first nine shots, took a 10-point lead in the second half, and then just added another 10 onto that to win by 23. Well, let's be honest. I mean, the way the Grizz have played – 
the last, I guess, 15 years, they're the, it's, they're the target. I mean, every, everybody's gunning for Montana men, and Idaho State's no different, and they came out and got the big win. Oh, exactly. Montana and Weaver State, like those are the two programs you have a target on their back. Mm-hmm. You know you're always going to gun for them, especially in a season like this where Montana, they controlled Idaho State pretty well when they played them in Missoula earlier this season. It wasn't close. They dominated, and Idaho State's a team that they're just looking for something to go right. So they're the type of team that they're due to have that type of win. They're going to knock off someone surprising at home who's in the top five of the big sky standings. That always happens. It's hard to sweep teams in conference play. Right. You're not always you're not going to sweep everybody, even the Idaho State, even the Idahos. And this weekend, if Montana has NAU and Portland State looking for sweeps over two teams that are sneaky, but not necessarily you want to say good. Portland State's more dangerous. NAU, they've had their problems. And then uh, getting to come home and playing uh, Southern Utah, which was a nice bounce-back win, 78-67 on Monday night at uh, at Dahlberg, and that definitely helps right the ship a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, Secure mentioned it, that they were able to execute their game plan. And what you have to do against Southern Utah, that's a team that is full of rangy, streaky athletes that love to get up and down the floor. Some of them can shoot threes. Their point guard, John Knight's third. He's not a three-point shooter. But he's one of the best, if not the best, straight-line driver in the big sky. And Brandon Whitney did what Brandon Whitney does. He stopped him from getting in the lane. He forced him into uncomfortable mid-range jumpers. A couple tough post-ups that Southern Utah just kind of forced him the ball in the post. And Kevin Jones, the big sky freezes MVP, he got like 3 of 12. Still got his 20 points, I believe. Most of that came from the free throw line. And Montana just made Southern Utah's life difficult. The birds couldn't run. They couldn't get their open shots from deep. Their best shooter, Dre Marine, was held to maybe one or two attempts. Not, Montana just shut them down. It was a very – you said Saturday didn't look like a grid game. Monday looked like a grid game. Well, and it helped that Josh Bannon was back too because um, this this kid out of Australia is – is he's an absolute beast. And he was – he struggled against Idaho State. I guess that's the best way to say it. But I think he put up a career-high 26 on Monday night in that big win. And, and, and he, told, he told 406mtsports.com, I think it was you, he, told, he, you know, he took it personally. And he came back Monday um, ready to do Josh Bannon things, and he did it. Yeah. In the post-game, in the post-game media, though, really, he was talking to me and a couple of the reporters. Like, he mentioned that he would, took that loss personally. He only took, like, three or four shots inside of those days. He didn't. He just wasn't there. I don't want to say he like he played bad. He just didn't. Was, he didn't seem like he was around for much of it. He was almost like absent, but he was on the court. And then comes Southern Utah. He gets the ball a couple times in the first ten minutes, and he's just dancing around Southern Utah's big in the lane. He's doing up and unders, spinning to his right hook, to his left hook, getting anywhere he wants. They had no answer for him. And he is tough to guard anyways. We talked to, talk to Lance Hartzler here at 406mtsports.com, great sports reporter with the, uh, with the Missoulian. Um, all right, you mentioned the games this weekend, and they're both at home, which is key, but it starts maybe is it a trap game against Northern Arizona because you just you came off the two, the two losses where you played well in a loss, like you said, they played not well in another loss. You get the rebound win, but now you're focused on Portland State on Saturday night. But you got to have NAU come to town Thursday. So is, is that a trap game? I would say no, okay. based off what NAU has done this year. I would consider Portland State, for instance, if that was the middle game with another one on Saturday. 
I think they're a trap game. Because Portland State has shown the ability to knock off really, really good teams this year. NAU, they have Jalen Cohn, a five foot eleven transfer from Virginia Tech, who's just been lighting up the scoreboard. I think he put up thirty six against Sacramento State in a win. But in terms of league wins, NAU really hasn't beaten anyone. They have a win over. I think they've beaten Sac State twice. Might have a win over Idaho, and that's about it. I think they have four conferences I'm facing on their fourth win. They're just they have one guy that can light you up. But the last time Montana played them, Brandon Whitney and the defense held him to 12 points on 12 shots. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Um, so, NAU, at the end of the day, is not a trap game. Um, but Saturday night, and I had Danny Sprinkle on Montana State's coach yesterday, and he said that Portland State team is gelling as good as anybody in the conference, which says a lot considering the Bobcats have won nine in a row. Uh, but that Portland State game looks to be real dangerous for both the Cats and the Grizz this weekend. Oh, I agree. I think right now Portland State's the most dangerous team of anyone outside the top four. So if you, you know the top four, it's going to be Weaver, Montana State, Southern Utah, UN. And then you just got a bit of a mess between Northern Colorado, Eastern Washington, and Portland State. Of those three, I think Portland State's the most dangerous. They put up a hundred and some odd points on Northern Colorado last like a week or two ago. They've been able to show them that they can really compete. They're gelling. They're playing their system, which is hectic. Chaotic, it's turnover heavy, it's press heavy. That's a scary team if they're on. And what makes them so good right now? And, and I mean, obviously they're scoring, but this is like I said, the Cats have won nine in a row, and yet it's everybody's talking about Portland State right now. I think just because they're make, they're dictating the style of the game. Teams are having to play to their tempo. That's when, like when we see Montana winning games, it's because they're making teams play their tempo when. Northern Colorado, same thing. Southern Utah, same thing. That's what Portland State's in the middle of. They're finding ways to make teams play that hectic, frantic style, which a lot of teams in the big sky don't really like playing that way, other than maybe Northern Colorado and at times Southern Utah. Okay, that makes sense then. Um, Can the Grizz take that pressure? I think they can. I think they have the defense and the discipline and the coaching on offense to slow down. They don't, they like to run. But they know how to play slow, and they know how to get the ball to a guy like Josh Bannon, who, being a six-nine power forward center, who has obviously skills to play fast, they can play slow and just dump the ball into him in the post and let him work. That uh, that makes sense. Talking with Lance Hartzler in the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. When you look at scoring defense, Portland State in there at sixth, uh, the Grizz number one. They're giving up sixty-three and a half points per game. Bobcats in there at number two, and then when you look at scoring margin, it's MSU. The Cats or the uh, Grizz, and then you got Portland State down there in seventh, just a plus one in scoring margin. But like you said, a lot of that uh, has come lately because um, they played so well individually. Who are we looking at for PSU? They have a, I'm spacing on his name. I, they're having a they have a power forward who's a transfer from Arizona State who's been really playing very well since coming down from the Pac-12 level. Like, I'm just absolutely trying to blame on who Portland State has. Is that the, they had a, is that the they James, had a transfers. James John Marie or whatever? He's not the one I'm thinking of. He's okay. also, though. He's one, <laughs> he's, one of the better, he's one of the better rebounders for this guy, and he poses a threat, especially if, as we've seen Montana have style issues, if Mac Anderson and Derek Garlinger are not able to stay on the floor, guys like him will cause a problem, especially on the glass. Well, I'm looking forward to those two games. Um, 
All right. Before we talk about the women, we have to uh, mention that there's only going to be the one game for the Bobcat women and the Lady Grizz this weekend. It's because, well, I guess the Cats are going to play at Southern Utah and make up a game Thursday night. But Portland State women with uh, the little bit of the COVID issues. So just I know this is not making Brian Holsinger happy, but you know what? Every team's dealing with it and uh, adjustment of schedules. Um but this is not, not a good situation, Lance, because you and I were talking. We're running out of times to, to get these games in now. Yeah. I mean, I talked to the Big Sky Conference like a couple weeks ago about it. I never got around to writing an actual story based off the interview. But they're having – they know that they're going to have to eventually, if these games run up to the free, the end of the schedule, basically, they're going to have to stop scheduling, rescheduling because you're going to get to a point where you just don't have room. Right. So say a game in the last week or two of the season has to get canceled or postponed, there's no room to put it anywhere because they're not going to change the conference tournament. Yeah, well, and you can't. I mean, so much work is done. you got yeah, TV contracts and all that. But um, it's just absolutely nuts. And I know, like I mentioned Montana State, the women got into Portland today, found out about the COVID, so they turned around and flew right over to Cedar City to make up a game against Southern Utah from uh, last month. And now I know the Lady Grizz are going to play instead of Thursday. They'll play Saturday, Monday, and then sometime next week, the 17th, an extra game or something like that with Portland State. But it's just a cluster. It's all over, and it doesn't make traveling easy. And and, and I think, too, what's getting lost in the mix is they always talk about, you know, you don't want to miss too much school time. Well, this is this is throwing a wrench into school time and mental aspects of things, too, I think. Oh, absolutely. This is leading to times where some teams are on the road for a week because of the weird schedule change when they should have been on the road for five days right. or four days. And that's causing problems, I'm sure. I don't know for sure, but as a former college student, I would probably suck <laughs> if you have to deal with that on a moment's notice. Yeah, And that's just, unfortunately, the rules and what the Big Sky and what other conferences are having to deal with. I mean, the Big Sky's not alone. Every single conference is dealing with it, but... At the end of the day, you got to start to wonder when this becomes something they need to start to look at and actually change. Well, and if you look at this, if you look at the standings, and, and we'll talk about the women right now, but Portland State sitting there at 0 and 12, it's not going to matter if those games get rescheduled or not. I don't think, um, unless it's an easy win, and you know, and let's say there's a tie for first or second or third, do you play that game then just to? separate, you know, a, a, a tie somewhere in the in the Big Sky standings. You, you know what I'm saying there? It's just those games don't yeah, mean no, anything, I hear you. but they do. It, they could, but they don't. Exactly. It comes into a question of competitive balance, of course. I know Brian Holsinger after the Montana State game noted that about it's starting to become a trick where some teams are more well-rested. We saw that with the Idaho State upset over the Montana men's basketball team. Idaho State hadn't played for over a week. Montana had was in the middle of a pretty run, pretty large stretch of games with actually playing a normal schedule. Yeah, no, and, and there's a lot, and I see it in the, the high school ranks and the frontier as well where, you know, teams are playing four games in, in seven or eight days. Um, you go back to that, you could argue against Holsinger's comment after that, that Cat-Lady-Grizz game was, you know, the Bobcats hadn't played in 16 days. They play Idaho, and since then they've won eight in a row. So, you know, they've, they've kind of had – had the had the had it out there too, but let's talk about the Lady Grizz specifically. Huge win against Southern Utah, which ended up helping both Idaho State and Montana State, but also helping the Lady Grizz too. Yeah, I mean, what a weird weekend for them, right? They go two and one. They went off a buzzer beater. 
then they give up a massive lead, if I remember right, against one of the best teams in the league, only to fall, and then they win another exciting game at Southern Utah. Which is like that's that's some cardiac stuff right there. <laughs> the cardiac lady Grizz, uh, Sophia Styles hitting the first game winner of her career. Um, how cool was that? Oh, it was sick. I was able to watch the video of it and read some of the reactions to it, and that's you love to see it. Yeah, like buzzer beaters are some of the most pure, joyful things to see in the sport of basketball, right? Especially when it's someone's first time doing it. Like Lanell Martin, his reaction when he did it for UM. And now Styles is just so genuine, like, I've never done that before. And she was obviously a dominant player at Malta. You would have thought that maybe some of that level would have done it before, but, hey, maybe not. And now she <laughs> does it at home for her team in her home state. That is sick. Yeah, it was pretty awesome and uh, and definitely cool. All right, so let's run down the Lady Grizz this week. They've got Idaho tomorrow night, and then they'll play Idaho um or no, wait, where am I at? I'm way, I'm about a week ahead. All right, so uh, at NAU, and then at uh, Eastern Washington, and then at uh, host Idaho, at Portland State, at Idaho, and then you play Idaho twice in four days, and then you wrap cool. up with uh, Southern Utah, Montana State for your last homestand before finishing at UNC and Sac State. And those are the games, I think, that have to be played because you look at Northern Colorado, Northern Arizona, Sac State, the Lady Grizz, all bunched in there in the standings. Those are ones that are going to have to get played. So we can't have any more COVID issues for the rest of the year. Yeah, you're, we're, I, I would argue that we're running up. If the cancellation comes up in the next week or two, it might not be able to get rescheduled. But then you have that idea, like we're saying, if it's a game between some of the teams fighting for seeding, especially for that buy spot, yeah, there's an argument made, but you just kind of make it happen. Yeah, so, so play it in Boise if you have to, honestly. Yeah, play the day before the tournament if the teams agree. That's I, I would I would I would think some teams and players may not be down for that, but that's, I actually kind of dig that idea. <laughs> All from right. my, I don't have to play the game from a writer's perspective. <laughs> well, exactly. All right, take me through the NAU women and uh, Eastern Washington women for the Lady Grizz uh, here in the next uh, in the next five days for their games. Well, tell me if you're shocked. I know much more about the NAU women than I did Eastern I am, Washington I am women. actually not shocked at that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so they bring back just about everyone from last year's team that was picked pretty high in the preseason polls. Mm-hmm. They are another dangerous team. They have Kyrie Kurishi still. They have Lauren Orndoff back. He missed all of last season because of a health issue that due to COVID, due to a just precaution because she had a collapsed lung the season prior, she didn't want to play last year. She's back, fully healthy. She's an important piece. As far as I understand, Nina Radford, one of the better players in the league, has been kind of off and on, not playing as much. I think she's been hurt. They did take a blow, though, a couple weeks ago. JJ Nakai, who's a local of Flagstaff, she was ruled academically ineligible, which took away one of their leading scores and arguably their best three-point shooters. So they've gone through a bit of roster moves lately, but they're still NAU. Lori Payne's a good coach. Mm-hmm. They're dangerous. But this is a big weekend for the Lady Grizz. I think, like we mentioned, with those games coming up, you've got to think that they need to sweep this, especially to get that top five spot. This is a pretty key weekend for them. Yeah, it's a, it definitely is. Like I said, they're 7-4, and four, Sac State, NAU 7-5, and five, and then UNC's in there at 5-7. and seven. And again, Idaho, who they played twice in a span of four days or five days, is 4-6. and six. So anything can happen in that middle race. Um, and, of course, the top of the, the heap, too. It's not forget about that. But, man, oh, man, 
the Big Sky is living up to its reputation. It seemed like it took a couple of weeks, Lance, uh, early on to kind of get things settled in, but now it's typical Big Sky basketball, and it's going to come down to the final couple weekends. Oh, absolutely. Of course it does. This is how it does every year. We always have an idea eventually around early February who the top teams are, but it's kind of sick. Uh, Kyle Hansen mentioned this, actually, a writer for MTN. He mentioned that all of these state colleges in men's and women's basketball, UM, MSU, are in the top four of their respective leagues. That's pretty sick to a state. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, plus um, Montana State, we were both in the – the mid-major top 25, which is a pretty big deal, too. Yes, I did notice that. They're getting some love, actually, from other mid-major blogs. Hey, uh, real quick, tell me about Jaden Green from track, breaking a 41-year-old uh, record with a 7.97 in the 60 hurdles. I honestly could not believe the, <laughs> the online head when I read that. I'm like, oh, that's a really old record. Right? You don't see that very often. <laughs> that's actually really thick. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty sweet though. Um, so what he was 13th back in 2019 and then seventh, uh, in 2020. Um, but this is a dude that can, uh, can go pretty far, I think. Yeah. And that's something you like to see. I know the Grizzlies track and deal program hasn't been the most dominant program. They haven't been the most competitive, they've been all priest athletes. And it's nice to see them having these athletes been able to put these marks together and show that this is more than a football school, more than a basketball school. They're Olympic sports, quote-unquote, right. are starting to build up a bit more here and there. Uh, and then real quick, um, I don't know if you cover tennis a whole lot, but tennis is uh, doing pretty well over there too. I mean, you knock off Boise State, you get the Big Cat Player of the Week, so that's, that's a nice week. And they're yep. 4-0 right now, 2-0 at home. Like That's, that's not bad at all. And, uh, and of course, the men uh, knocking out Seattle, which is uh, pretty fun too. So, um you know, by the way, you're going to have to start covering soccer and uh, softball, or I guess softball uh, coming up before soccer, but softball is just around the corner for you guys. Yes, it is. I was able to actually <laughs> cover a bit of grid soccer, or grid, actually, yeah, grid soccer last spring, right when I got to Missoula, right before they went to the Missoula tournament. Then I was able to cover a bit of softball for the season ended. So I've actually had a little experience. Yeah, that softball <laughs> team um, has done well over there, and they're fun to watch. Right? Was it Weber this pick to win it? The big sky? Yeah, I feel okay. like that's an every year thing, right? If, if it's not UM, it's going to be Weaver. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the two best softball teams in the big sky reside in Ogden and uh, in Missoula. Hey, man, uh, appreciate the time as always. Uh, we'll be in touch for next week. And, um, man, this it's, it's, it's fun to hear about the Grizz finally. I mean, I talk about the Cats all the time, but um, trying to get somebody over there to come on the show to talk about the Grizz, you're the best to do it. Hey, man, always happy to. Always love talking to Scott Hoops. And then, of course, in the fall, we get to high school f- uh, football from you, right? Yes, sir. Um, you getting ready for high school tournaments? Because you have to go somewhere, right? Yeah, I'm not entirely. All right, Bill. Great question, Bill. I don't have an answer for you last week. Still don't have an answer for you. <laughs> Come on, over. Bill over there needs to figure <laughs> things out. Do I yell at him? Is that the one spelt? No, that's on me. I gotta ask the question. I gotta, I gotta oh, do my okay. job and figure out uh, who's the boss. You're the. You're, it's our our off days alter. We're, we never work. Like. <laughs> hey, well, that's media. That's uh, yeah. Um, you're lucky if you get a day off. It sometimes. Uh, hey, uh, Lance Hartzler, great sports reporter. Love reading your work over there. Four hundred six mtsports.com, Azulian.com. Keep it up, and uh, we'll talk next week. Talk soon, man. Appreciate you as always. That is Lance Harsler joining us on the uh, Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, and appreciate uh, his his great work with the Grizz. He's uh, he's fun. 
He's fun. He knows what he's talking about, too. And you could tell he worked in Flagstaff for a long time, so he knows northern Arizona. And uh, he knows the the women are really good. And uh, despite a 10-10 and 10 overall record, it's going to be a tough one for the Lady Grizz and for the Bobcat women this week, too, as they both head to NAU. The, the women of Montana play there Thursday. The Bobcat women head there uh, on Saturday, I believe. So good stuff, though. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And when we return, we're going to check in on this day in history and who knows what else will surprise us when we come back jason walker show this segment brought to you by ruckers furniture make the quality choice for your home at ruckers furniture 1010 dearborn helena When you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture, this means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right grab-and-go salad bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinners Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Strength, beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality. Because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. Final segment on a Wednesday. If you want to weigh in on anything, you can. 406-209-1267. Cats, Grizz, Frontier, Jim Riggleman taking over at Billings Mustangs manager. Been the manager for Cincinnati, the Nationals, the Mariners, the Cubbies, and the Pods. You can also weigh in on high school sports. State wrestling starts tomorrow down at Metro Park with the girls getting going. And then Friday, both the boys and girls wrestle. 
Speaking of wrestling, this is pretty cool. Um, Ivy Navarro uh, and uh, Jared Komack of the University of Providence both were named Cascade Conference Wrestler, uh, Wrestler of the Week. Well, they've also been named the National Wrestler of the Week in the NAI. Navarro, a senior from Hawaii, won the 101-pound weight division at the Grandview Open last Saturday, one of the bigger tournaments. Navarro's been a top-ranked uh, wrestler all season, took down number two, number four, and number six in winning the crown, and uh, that's pretty cool. Been dominating since uh, she got onto campus. Uh, she's won three tournaments this year, won the Battle of the Rockies and the Maverick Open, was second at Missouri Valley a couple weeks ago. And uh, her, the only loss of her season was at that tournament, Missouri Valley, to NCAA wrestler Olivia Shore. And uh, Coach Matt Atwood said, the scary part, quote, is, I don't think she wrestled her best this past weekend and was still dominant force, end quote. And uh, Navarro, the second Argo women's wrestler to be named the NAI National Wrestler of the Week this season, Ashley Gooman did it back on November 17th. This is awesome. And the Argo women will next compete at the Cascade Tournament February 27th at the McLaughlin Center right there in Great Falls. Jared Komack, coach's kid, coming back from injury and is the NAI National Wrestler of the Week. The red shirt went 3-0 in uh, three conference duels this past weekend, defeating number 5 Frederick Padilla Vanguard and uh, number 11 kid from Embry-Riddle, Keller Rock, and then uh, defeated Josiah Oppa, Arizona Christian, in a major. So, pretty cool. Uh, Comac ranked 14th at 165 in the country. Came back from an injury that he, he missed two months and is now 14 and 5. And uh, his first week back was just a couple of weeks ago and won the Tyler Plummer out in Dickinson. And uh, that's really cool that uh, both Argos winning. So uh, Comac and the men's team will host number eight Northern. Thursday night, final duel of the regular season. That'll be at 6th in McLaughlin Center in Great Falls. So if you get a chance up there in the Electric City, go watch really good wrestling. By the way, the Argo men in the top 20 as well. Um, but 8th-ranked MSU Northern, I mean, that's a great duel. Great rivalry duel. So if you get a chance to get, a, get go see that, I highly recommend it. Of course, if you're in the Bozeman area or nearby Bozeman, make sure you stop by the Brickbreen Fieldhouse tomorrow night. Pack the stands for the MSU men as uh, Danny Sprinkle talked about yesterday here on the Jason Walker show. And, yeah, how about, how about resiliency? That seems to be a key word the last couple of years for our uh, high school and uh, college kids. But the Mobcat women land in Portland today to find out the Portland State women have COVID issues, so the game against Portland State tomorrow night postponed. So instead, the Bobcats decided to hop a plane and fly to Cedar City, Utah, Actually, I think you fly into Vegas and then drive up to Cedar City. But anyway, the place, uh, Southern Utah, number two in the, in the big sky right now, to play Southern Utah tomorrow in a makeup game that was originally postponed because of the COVID. So that's a big game tomorrow night for the Bobcat. You go from preparing for an 0-12 Portland State team to a 9-3 Southern Utah team, which is just behind you in the standings by a game. In the women's big sky standings, it's Montana State ten and two, winners of eight in a row, and then Idaho State ten and three, 
And then Southern Utah, 9-3. and three. you got the Lady Grizz in there at 7-4. and four. That's your top four. But Southern Utah, 9-3. and three, And you're, if you're the Bobcats, seriously, you flew out. You practiced all weekend preparing for an 0-12 Portland State team who's 5-15 and 15 overall. I actually had a Frontier Conference coach. We were talking earlier this year. And they said, we would pay Portland State to play them at their site. That's how bad Portland State is this year. <laughs> a Frontier Conference team would travel to Portland State and pay Portland State for the privilege of playing and beating them. That's <laughs> uh, and not, I mean, look, it's tough. This isn't against the girls. It's just they've struggled. They're 0-12. They've lost 10 in a row. But the Bobcat women now preparing, short preparing for Southern Utah, which is 9-3. and three, Game separation. So, good stuff. Good stuff there for sure. Uh, let's see. Anything else we wanted to hit on? I think that's about it's a really good article, uh, 406mtsports.com, about Kylie Froelich, the former Sentinel star who's uh, coming off the bench for the Lady Grizz and playing very, very well. Uh, stayed there after everything that went down. So, uh, Let's see. I think that's about it. And big games tomorrow night, Frontier especially. Well, you talked about the Big Sky women, Bobcat men and, and Grizz men too, but uh, the Frontier, the men, huge one tomorrow. You've got number, what, 14, Montana Tech, at number 11, Carroll College. And the winner then has the inside track to the one seed in the first round bye for the tournament. Well, they, I think one and two both get the first round bye. But who gets home court advantage? And there's nobody else close in the Frontier standings. It's those two and then everybody else. But that game tomorrow night is going to be physical and a, and a good one. All right, let's do On This Day in History. It is brought to you by Pinkerton Leather Company, veteran-owned and uh, combat veteran-owned uh, company out of Wyoming, making everything in America with American leather from wallets, purses, saddles, everything literally in between. Casey will get it done for you. All products built to last. Check them out, PinkertonLeather.com. Use the discount code MTSports10 for a 10% discount on all products at checkout. Today is February the 9th. It is National Cut the Cord Day. I think that has to do with cable, right? It is Bagel and Locks Day, Toothache Day. It is also National Pizza Day. Pepperoni, the way to go. And you don't put pineapple on, on pizza, ever. 1932, the USA enters the Olympic two-man bobsled competition for the first time. I believe, was it over in Lolo, the first U.S. bobsled track? 1942, Philadelphia Phillies changed their nickname to the Phils. It did not last long. Uh, 1951, St. Louis Browns sign 45-year-old pitcher Satchel Page. 1964, the ninth Winter Olympic Games closed in Australia, or, uh, Austria, Innsbruck. 1968, at the Winter Games in Grenoble, world champ Jean-Claude Killy of France wins the downhill. The uh, Olympics, first of a three-event clean sweep of the Alpine events for Jean-Claude. Uh, 1971, 21, uh, 20 years after he was signed by the St. Louis Browns, Satchel Page becomes the first Negro League player elected to Baseball Hall of Fame. The year, uh, the year after that, Josh Gibson and uh, Buck O'Neill were uh, not Buck O'Neill. Josh Gibson was in, inducted. I know that one. 
1988, New Hampshire begins an NCAA record 32-game losing streak at home. It would end in uh, three years later. 2014, slope-style snowboarding makes its Olympic debut at Sochi. American Jamie Anderson, the first women's gold medalist. 2018, the 23rd Olympic Games opened up in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Happy birthday to some greats. Former Dallas Cowboys quarterback Danny White, born on this date in 1952. And Mookie Wilson. Yes, the Mookie Wilson of the New York Mets, also born 1952. Great baseball player for the Phillies, John Cruck was born on this date in 1961. My favorite story with John Cruck, so he had testicular cancer and had surgery, and they removed a testicle. Well, after he got cleared to play in rehab, he came back, and he, the, the team still wasn't playing him. So he was sitting on the bench in a T-shirt. They just said, I think I'll take my ball and go home. <laughs> it's a true story. It is Travis Tritt's birthday, the great singer from Marietta, Georgia, 1963. Travis Tritt was born, country club. Help Me Hold On, his first number one, was released on yesterday, 1992. Drift Off to Dream, great song, Anymore. Oh, Travis Tritt was uh, fantastic back in the day. Still pretty good. Great follow on the Twitter as well. On this day in history, brought to you by Pinkerton Leather. Check them out on uh, Facebook, Pinkerton Co., PinkertonLeather.com, discount code MTSports10. Get a 10% discount on all products. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Fun show. Fun show today. Lance Harsler is always a great uh, great time. We did have Alex Ashelman for That's What She Said. Yesterday, we uh, That's What She Said brought to you by Dinner's Done Right with uh, Katie Garson Forba. Now, Alex was set to join us. Um, she had uh, She was slammed at work. She'll be back next Wednesday for sure. But uh, I will be with her tomorrow calling Bozeman and Gallatin boys and girls, and it's going to be a lot of fun on SWX. Check us out. Alex and I have been waiting for uh, about a year and a half to work together. We were supposed to do a game, volleyball match, down in Bozeman, uh, November, uh, I think, uh, November of 2020, 2020. Yeah, 2020. And it got postponed because of the COVID and all that dumb stuff. So... We've yet to actually call a game together, but we get to do one tomorrow, so it'll be a good time. Looking forward to seeing Alex. Uh, remember, so no show tomorrow. We'll be back. Um, it looks like Friday. It looks, but for sure Monday. But uh, looking forward to it. Um, good luck tomorrow to all the state wrestlers that are going to get going it's on the girls' side. Flathead girls going for a second straight team title. And uh, that Flathead Boys team is going to be tough to beat, too. But um, there's some great wrestlers out there. And uh, Carson DeRozier looking to become a three-timer from Capital and looking like he's going to get it done at 38. He, uh, by the way, is not the all-time wins leader at Capital. We'll have a story on that next week. A um, little miscounting was done, but uh, he's still pretty damn good. Um, great, great, Good luck to all the great wrestlers. Jefferson Boys looking for a team title and absolutely destroying the competition. So a lot of great wrestling gets going tomorrow with the girls, and then the boys and girls both on Friday. It'll wrap up Saturday night down there at the Metra, and it's going to be a blast. It's going to be um, 
what, 12 mats for the four different divisions, AA, A, B, C, and then the girls. Sydney going for a, another team crown in Class A. Um, man, <laughs> kind of wish I was going down. Unfortunately, not going to make it, but it's going to be fun nonetheless. All right, hope you had a good time today. I know we did. Thanks to Lance Hartzler once again. Thanks to you for listening. And uh, you can email us anytime, jason at jasonwalkershow.com or Twitter handle at jwalkersports. And uh, looking forward to calling my old alma mater, the Bozeman Hawks, tomorrow. Katie Burroughs, now Katie Mobley, the head coach for the Bozeman Hawks women. Wes Holmquist leaving the Bozeman boys, going over to the Gallatin girls last year. It's going to be a couple of great, intriguing matchups with some great basketball watches on SWX tomorrow night, beginning at about 545. Thanks to Capital Collision Center, all of our great sponsors. We'll do it again. Go to jasonwalkershow.com if you missed anything. This is a Wednesday on the Jason Walker Show. Have a great one. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.